Thank you, Pastor. Now, I just want to thank Pastor Tim and the pastoral team for giving me this opportunity to share, right? Uh, I also want to thank my husband because this whole week, right, he handles the kids, he sends them for training, he sends them for their exam, and he does everything. And he goes through my, my sermon notes and says, this one, no, cross out, this one, no, cross out, this one, no, cross out, this one, cross out, no, go, no, add this one, add this one, oh, very easy. I just stand here and preach his sermon can already, right? <laughs> so yesterday, after Rimbayu, right, at night, right, we... So he was, you know, giving me feedback. Then he said this, he says, my wife, ah, there's one slide that you move from one slide to another and there was a short pause. What were you trying to show there? I said, nothing. Just I forgot my lines. <laughs> and then he said, then why don't you bring sermon notes in? Actually, you see, there's no table, there's no sermon notes. Because, right, I cannot see. Because my optician for the last five years has been trying to get me to get, no, either wear the multifocal or bifocal lens. I said, cannot. Why? I said, because I look like an auntie. Alright, so later, if I pause in between the slides, it's not because the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. It's not. It's just my pride. Alright? Okay. <laughs> Alright, now, how many of you here, mothers, you remember your first date with your husband? You know, I remembered mine and it was terrifying, horrendous. Because on the first date, my husband, you know, uh, my boyfriend, he looked at me in the eye and if he looked eye to eye, I was wondering, what is he going to tell me? You know what he, he told me? He told me his dream. His dream is for his wife to be a housewife. <gasps> My dream is to climb the corporate ladder as fast as I can, as high as I can. I looked at him and I choked on the sushi that I was eating. Because, because in Unilever, I was one of the, about 20 of us, um, Unilever Asia Young Leaders Group. And so, and not only that, we have the business group president for Asia. Every six months, he will mentor us personally, face to face. So, right, your trajectory of your career, right, is not like that. Because the business group president is also the boss of your chairman, right? So, your chairman will also notice you. The trajectory of your career goes like that. So, me being a housewife, uh-uh, no way. But the thing is, I forgot. I married a pastor. When you marry a pastor, it's very dangerous. You ask Teresa, because God seems to answer all the pastor's prayer. So, I am now, also I became a housewife. Horror of horrors, I actually became a housewife. I tell you, the first week, was very, very difficult. I still remember, we went to a Christian conference. We were lining up for food. And this lady in front of me turned around while we were waiting and said, oh, so what do you do? You know, I look at her and I said, ah. 20 seconds before I said, I'm, I'm a housewife, you know? And I quickly ran away because, you know what? Suddenly, the rug of self-worth that I stand on which is my career, how much I earn, how good I am, suddenly it's yanked off me and I feel insignificant. I feel I'm nothing and worse 
two days later, uh, uh, during that week, I, I went to Giant. I was standing at Giant there and I was looking at the Milo and I want to buy Milo, right? But I can't decide which Milo. Do I buy a Milo tin can or buy a soft pack which is cheaper? Then, uh, kid you not, tears start rolling down my eyes because I had a pity party there. I asked myself, you know, I used to make I used to help the company make millions of ringgit decisions. Now I stand here, I make 20 ringgit decisions. Oh my goodness, what did I sign up for, you know? So I tell you, it was miserable, it was difficult. Um, but thank, uh, if you are here and if you are a full-time mom like me, you are a housewife, and if you are struggling, you come and talk to me. It took me almost like seven years. I think it was seven years. My husband said longer, 10 years, because every year you'll tell me, I want to go back to corporate world, go back to a lousy mom, you know. Uh, but right now, right, if you ask me, right, do I want to go, to a cop go back to corporate world? I say, no. Right now, I so enjoy my kids. So what do I do as a full-time mom? I'm first their driver, personal driver. I drive them to school. I drive them to the stadium for training two or three times in a week. And then after that, I'm also their coach. I, I learn from the coach what to do. Then when they run, I say, hey, run faster lah. You know, people chasing, I run faster a bit lah. Okay, and also, um, I'm their tuition teacher because, you know, I'm at home, right? What do I do, right? So I teach them math and bahasa. And then now, just last week, uh, these two weeks, I am also the hard laborer. So at three o'clock in the afternoon, because my daughter wants to, has to do long jump, right? So at three o'clock in the afternoon, hot sun, right? I'll wear the straw hat. Exactly like the, you know, you see the work on the roadside one, wear long sleeve, right? Carry a chanko, right? And I was just chanko, chanko for 30 minutes, you know, just to make sure that the pit, you know, the, the sand is all fluffed up so when my daughter jumps, it doesn't injure her leg. So this is uh, my career right now, okay? It's exciting. I'm not going to give it all up, all right? All right, now, <laughs> now because today is Mother's Day, um... So if you allow me, I, I tell more stories, lah, chill a bit. Lah, huh? uh, plus I'm not a pastor, right? So I won't tell much theological stuff. Lah. I'll leave that to pastor later. Alright, now I want to uh, show you this very short clip. This, um, so I love this clip. My daughter showed to me. I love it so much. It has as of today 1.5 million views. Alright, so I better move aside. Enjoy the clip. Because my mom wants to bring me to eat Paris Bakote. Then I was like, what's Paris Bakote? No, Paris Bakote. Another story, okay, of an Asian mom story, okay. So I was at my daughter, I uh, was my son's um, awards day. So I was sitting down, and uh, with a mom next to me, a Malaysian uh, Chinese, and there's this principal, Guai uh, English nah, huh? So he was telling, uh, he was giving a speech and say how good the school is. You know, it's a safe environment that the kids, right, no need to be afraid. Even you get a B or C is fine. So the mother that said to me, turned around and looked at me and said, Fine, C is fine. Do you know, we are not Asian. We are Asian. Asian kids must get A. So yeah, you see, if I want my kid to get B or C, I'll call them Bishan or Sishan. But no, they are called Asian because the kids must get Right, right? Okay. So after that, I said, I wow. Now I know how to explain to all my Kuala friends why there are so many tiger moms in Asia. You know why? Because we are Asian. <laughs> Alright, so let me move from uh, Asian mom to show you the Asian family, okay? 
Okay, this my family. Okay, this the Asian dad over there. All right, the Asian dad was my life group leader. And I first joined the church. I love to go for life group. I never miss life group. I never miss church. Never miss prayer meeting. All ah, right. So, and then uh, when I show this picture, my kids say, no, this picture cannot, cannot. You must show another picture. So they said, please don't dwell too long on this picture. This is the picture that they accept, okay? So, all right. All right. Uh, my eldest in the middle, Yuan, she's 18. She's doing uh, pre-U in Sunway. Um, Yuxian is 17 and she's currently taking IGCSE and that's my son. He's 15. All right. So, that's my family. Okay. Let's go to the next slide. What makes a mom? If you ask me, it's joy and tears. Now, the joy part, very easy. The joy part, right? Oh, when the kids sleep through the night, uh, oh, Lord, praise God, I'm a successful mom. I put them to sleep, right? And I could have a proper sleep. Or then well, when, they, when they were primaries, uh, when they were older and they start reading, and especially if you could read faster than the neighbor's son, right? Oh, you're so smart like your kid, you know? And then as they grow up and they turn teenagers, if they could just sit down with you on the table, in the di on the dining table, and they eat with you without the gadgets, right? Oh, I tell you, you are 99% better than a lot of parents already. And then, when they go to college and they are the college valedictorian, wow, they go out to work and they earn so much money. Then you ask yourself, wow, what a life of the mom. Loads of joy. But you know, the joy is there. But more of that is the tears. Okay. Um, you know, when my daughter was, um, yeah, maybe about 11 or 12, no, she, she went for a competition. When she went for the competition, the first day she came back, there was no medal. She was sad. I said, it's okay. Still got a few more days to go. Don't worry. Second day, still no medal. So that night, when I put her to bed, right, I said, Xian, it's okay. We are very, very proud of you because this is a national competition. The fact that you reach a national level, we are already very fine, really very proud, so no matter, it's okay. Then she turned and she looked at me, she says, Mommy, it's not okay because I have skipped school for three full weeks. Next Monday, I'm going to go back and my teacher and my friends are going to ask me, so what did you get? And guess what? I've got nothing to show them. Wow! The moment she said that, right, my heart broke. I feel like I want to drive up now to the nearest shop near the one Utama. I buy all the medals that's there. If they got the piala, the trophy, I buy also. I sapu, I put inside the bag Monday. Nah! You take to school, show them. You know? And then, you can also pass to them also. I've got so many in the bag, right? I really wanted to do that. But I know. I know as a parent, right, we can't shield our kids from pain all the time. They need to learn. They need to grow. So what I can do is I just assure her, I pray for her. Then I went back to my room. I knelt down on the hard floor. Normally, if I want to kneel down, I kneel down on the bed, easy on my knees. Lah, huh? But this time, right, I knelt down on the hard floor. I said, God, please, please, just one medal, only one medal. I ask you, you give me lah, one medal. And I never tell you what colour, any colour I would take. Just one medal, can or not, can or not. So I remember. 
remember, you know, as I write, I cry, and you know, I read the Bible, the tears. So the other day, I happened to flip the Bible, and I saw this particular page, right, is all crumpled. You know why? Because the tears drop, drop, drop. I thought, okay, ready, right? Then it's all like, you know, patches, and it's all crumpled. Because as a mom, we want the best for our kids. Right, so thank God, you know, uh, the next day the medals came tumbling in and, and got different colours also, so she could go back to school. Now, that's just a story about medals. But some of us moms, you know, when you become a mom, it is very difficult. You know why? Because when we became a mom, there was no manual for us. We don't know what to do. A lot of time is on the job training and it's hit and miss. And you know, when you hit it right, great job, mommy. But when he hit it wrong, sometimes it not affects the mom, it affects the kid and the child. And the child grow up being upset with the mom because the mom made me like this. And it's very sad, you know, for a mom to love the child, love the girl, love the boy, and to grow up and find that, hey, the relationship has already like gone astray. Because I've done a mistake in my life, I said sorry, but I cannot, I cannot turn back the clock. And so, what can a mom do? We cry, we cry out to the Lord and we say, God, please, please restore our relationship again. And sometimes, it takes years. Now, we can talk about that. I have what for a child, you know, when you, it's difficult for a child too, when you go through difficult times, when you go through addiction, you know, as a mom, when we see, we know it's wrong, we tell you it's wrong, but we don't know how to move you out. You know, there's struggle, there's pain, there's fear for us. Or when um, a child has mental health issue, you know, when they go to exam and they, you know, it's a major exam and they panic and that panic attack and when they come out you know for the mom right it's not how many A's you score for the mom is when I see you coming out you walk right? your body like so sad like that right your, the whole mom's heart like doom fall down because we love you so much it's not the A's you score it's you just want the best for you or if a child struggles through anger you know when my son was 7 years old he, he was a very cheerful kid until he was 7 years old because Asian mom will only send kids to Chinese school. Why? Because Chinese school can learn Chinese, English, Malay. So next time you grow up, you want to work in the government, you also can work. You want to work in the Kuala firm, also can work. You don't want you go to China, also can work, right? So sent to Chinese school, but he struggled so much. You know, for immediately within the six months, we saw that he was so angry, so upset. But for me, I thought, yeah, seven years old, it a bit of difficulty, it's okay, I won't die. One. So one day, I remembered, he changed his clothes, he was upset. I said, Yihan, uh, time to go to school. No, I'm not going to school. I said, you are going to school. No, I said, I'm your mom. You are going to school. He took the hand, uh, the cordless phone last time, very big one, right? And he wanted to throw at me. I was so angry. Then he put down, he walked, to the side and he took the, you know, the Ikea folding chair, 
the white one, right? He lifted up and he wanted to throw at me. My son wanted to throw a chair at me and he's only seven years old. I look at him, I say, you put that down. No! You know, and there was a fight. And then my maid heard about it. She ran out. She diffused the situation. I ran into my room. I closed the door. I called up my husband. And all I did was to cry for the next 10 minutes. All I said was, your son. Your son. You know how often it's so funny, right? You know, for us moms, right? When the kids misbehave, uh, it's your son. When the kids is doing well, like, ah, my daughter, my son. All right? So, you know, I cried and I told my husband, I said, your son wanted to hit me. And I said this. I said, and I'm a full-time mom. You know, if I'm a full-time mom, I can't even raise a well-rounded kid, right? Then why do I need to be full-time? My kaka can diffuse the situation. Why need me, right? I might as well go back to the corporate world. But I tell you, oh, it was difficult. So we decided to make some changes. We decided to pull him up from school and I home, home, homeschool him at home. And during that one year, I thought that was so beautiful for me. We, we managed to patch up. We managed to uh, move him back to pretty much where he is. And then we decided, okay, Asian mom, not Chinese school. Okay, move to another school. Okay. So today, we don't fight about him going to school. Today, we fight about him using his PS4, alright? So, for you moms up there, you know, if you see that, oh, Pekim's kid, very perfect, right? Actually, not perfect one. We also got our imperfection one, just that we never tell, you all never know, right? Okay, so, um, two days ago, my, uh, not two days, uh, two months ago, my daughter sat down and she asked me, she says, Mom, you're a pastor's wife, right? I say, yeah. He say, she said this, she said, you see, now I don't want to go to church and I don't go to church. How do you feel? As a pastor's wife and your kid, your eldest doesn't want to go to church. So I told her, was I embarrassed? Yes. Was I sad? Yes. Do I feel guilty? Yeah. Initially, I felt like, you know, maybe I, if I could, I prayed a bit harder, you uh, know, I, I go on my knees on the hard ground harder, right? Then maybe she wouldn't be where she is today. Or maybe if I... Um, if I, you know, get her some friends, you know, have a community in church for her, then she wouldn't be where she is today. But, you know, after a while, I asked myself, and I, I came to this conclusion that my daughter is 18 years old and she has to learn to make her own decision. And because of that, the best thing I can do is to let her go, make her decision, and at home, I pray like crazy that the Lord will meet her in a journey. Alright? She believes in God, just I don't go to church. Alright? So, I want to show you this scripture. This scripture tells us that in God, because Jesus Christ rose up from the dead, we all have a living hope. I want to uh, go on to the next story. It's the story of uh, Ruth. Uh, Book of Ruth, story of Naomi. You know, in a five short verses, she literally lost everything. And I'm very sure as a mom, she would ask God, where are you, God? Are you there? How could this happen to me right now? Okay, so this is the book of Ruth, the story of God's provision in 
the life of these people. So there was a famine in the land. So what happened was, just like Abraham, when there was a famine in the land, he moved his family to Egypt. Elimelech had a famine in the land, so he moved himself, his wife Naomi, his two kids, and he moved them to Moab. Now when they moved to Moab, the husband died. After the husband died, the two sons died. Do you see the red diamond shape there? Can you imagine? If I'm Ruth, right? I had famine, but when I went to Moab, I still had my husband, I still had my two kids. After that, my two kids married Moabite women, and, and after that, the next step is they died. That was just funeral after funeral after funeral. Now I am at this spot here. And I turn back and I look at all the things that's happening. I look at the future. Guess what my future is? Very bleak. Now, if you are a widow in this generation, not too bad. Because we still have SOXO, EPF, insurance, husband one, we can we can still at least survive. Or cannot, then we go out to work. But in those times, if you are a widow, date meet already. You are at the mercy of the male relatives and the people around you. If they want to help you, great. If they don't want to help you, you are dead. So I'm very sure at this point, she has all the questions why God was not faithful to her. Now, moving on. So she had two daughter-in-laws. One decided to follow her all the way to Bethlehem. So they reached Bethlehem. Now, this is first chapter. So bleak. I thank God that the Bible doesn't end there. The end. But if you see chapter 2, Chapter 3, chapter 4, you start to see the hand of God moving. Alright? Chapter 2, in Bethlehem. Now, this is where you, it's very exciting. You start to see the hand of God moving. Now, they went back to Bethlehem. They happened to go back to the time where it's the beginning of the barley harvest. Because it's the beginning of barley harvest so people are going to the field to glean, to reap the harvest, right? And then, not just that, happened to be, there was a law, like Pastor said last, year, uh, last week, right? There was a law that, you know, if you are rich, if you are a landowner, when you, when you go and harvest the field, you don't, not like us Chinese, if you harvest like Chinese, harvest every single thing, also you want to collect one, cannot leave it for other people. One. Ah, sapu, 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 oh, okay? That's what my, my Chinese people tell me, okay? So, but for them, the law is, you harvest one time through, you leave the rest that is not being harvested for the poor to come in. Because there was this law, then the poor and the landowners had the opportunity to meet each other. Guess what happened next? Out of the so many fields in Bethlehem, Ruth says she wants to go and work, right? She walk, 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 walk. Then she suddenly feels that, okay lah, this field lah, this field I want to go. She happened to stop by the field and this field happened to be Boaz field. Okay, let's move on. And then, guess what? Good thing our friend didn't go holiday. Our friend Boaz was there. He happened to see Ruth. And after that, Ruth went back, told Naomi, I have no, no space to put here. She happened 
to be the model daughter-in-law. Listen to the mother-in-law one, okay? She listened exactly what the mother-in-law asked her to do and she did that. And guess what happened after that? After she gained, they found out that Boaz was actually happened to be the relative. So because it's a relative, he could redeem back and he could actually marry Ruth. So there was a wedding and happened after the wedding. What happens after the wedding? Kids. They happen to have Obed, who happened to have kids. And guess what? Out of the lineage of Obed came David, you know, and then came Jesus. All of this in chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, if you realise, everything uh, is just happened. But you know what? Didn't just happen. It was the hand of God. God was working behind. I want to share. So, there was, so can you see? Happened the right time. Happened the right place. Happened, met the right man. And happened the right family that they gave birth to. Alright, so I want to share to you this. The providence. What is the providence of God? If you see just now, it was God taking every single natural event and turning them into supernatural outcome. Even when we didn't see, even when we don't see God's movement. And the principle is this, God rules and God can overrule. We all make choices in life. You know, sometimes when the outcome doesn't turn to the way we want it, remember, always remember, God rules, God always overrules. This is the verse that I hang on to. It's, it says in Romans 8.28, in all things, God works together for good. In all things. Whenever I see this, I remember when I was studying for my ACCA, um, I've always cleared my exam. I've never failed my exam. And I've always sailed through my ACCA. And then, at the final level, I sat for my final level, and I thought, okay lah. I've always passed, should not be a problem, right? But when I got the result, I failed. I failed financial management. I got 45. Wow. That day, that night, right? I asked God, God, I got 45. Okay? You cannot change it to 54, man. Cannot man, very difficult. Ah. 45 and 54, not very difficult. You just, oh, oh, oh no, the person accidentally key in wrongly also can, man, right? Cannot man. You know, and I said, not only that. You see, when I was still studying for my exam, or when I'm working very hard for my exam, or I still go to church. I never skip church. I never stop serving. And I asked him this. I say, how could you be such a cruel God? How could you be that you say you're a living God? And if you are a loving God, why did it happen to me? So I cried. So when I woke up the next morning, actually I didn't wake up because I didn't sleep. The whole night I cried, 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 cried. At the break of dawn, I looked at the sky. I said this. I said, God, I throughout the night, I can't think of why I should fail my ACC exam. But I failed. I don't understand, but I understand this. This was the verse that I pulled out. The verse say, Lord, I told, I told the Lord this. Lord, I don't understand. But I understand one thing. You said in your word, in all things, you will work it out for good. Because you said that, I'm going to trust you. So I tell you, so because I failed my exam, so I have to come down to KL and reseat. And um, because I reseat, then I decided that, hey, maybe I should work in KL instead of Penang because I actually wanted to go Penang and 
you know, work there and then marry there and stay there. But because I came back to Penang, ah, my life group leader finally noticed me after a long, 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 long while, right? And because he noticed me, he finally decided to marry me because nobody wanted to marry him then because he's so old, right? And then nobody wanted to marry me, right? Because I already so old, right? So, okay lah, okay lah. So, okay, I sacrifice, I sacrifice, I made you, right? Okay, so I did that. You know, but, but you know that from that day onwards, you know, when I look back, you know, I say, oh your God, thank you. Thank you for letting me fail my ACCA, you know, because if you don't let me fail my ACCA, I cannot marry my life group leader, right? So, you know, I thank the Lord. So because of that, because I've gone through that, I always remember this. When I go through challenges in life, I will always look back. I say, God, if you have been faithful to me then, you're going to be faithful to me in the future. Now, and the future. Future looks bleak, very, very bleak when I go through challenges. But I say this, Lord, because I've seen the providential hand of God in my life, and because I've seen that in all things, God works for the good of those who love them. In all things. Because I've seen your faithfulness then, I stand here, I look at the future, it's terrible, but I know one thing, in all things, you're going to turn it around for good. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for all the moms here. Especially the moms that are going through challenges. Because it's very difficult. Some of us moms, we cry and we ask God, how come you never answer our prayer? How come? How come my kid has to go through such difficult challenges? And some of us, we are tired of being a mom. Father, I pray. I pray for all of us. Moms, that you give us the strength to be able to want to walk again and not only that, to trust you that you are going to walk with us. I want to pray for those that are not moms, those of you that are here, you know, you are a businessman, you are a student, you are a young working adult. Lord, sometimes we prayed and we commit our business to you. You know, we had that peace of God. And when we started the business, MCO came. Oh no, MCO recovery flood came in December and wiped away whatever that I have. Lord, for those of us who are going through challenges, financial challenges, remind us again today that the Lord is the same in the book of Ruth, in the New Testament, and the Lord is the same with us now. Thank you, God for being our God. Teach us today to appreciate and to know that there is a living hope in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much.